Hey, it's Kathy. I'm just hopping in real quick to tell you that the doors are closing to the Abundance Method program today. That's right. May 16th, four o'clock Pacific time, we close the doors to this program. And I'm so excited to watch you change your life. I'm so excited to see what happens when you tap into the energy that is within you and you start to attract so much into your life and there's incredible synchronicity and you start to perceive what was always here in plain sight and that which was hidden becomes revealed. If you want to join us, you can go to kathyheller.com slash join. And remember, those of you who sign up for the Platinum, you get the retreat included. It's going to be an incredible retreat. It's a three-day experience. You can choose between July or October and the July is definitely filling up. So come on in and join us. Again, the doors close at four o'clock Pacific today. You can sign up at kathyheller.com slash join. I cannot wait to spend 12 weeks with you and watch you become a master at manifesting the most gorgeous experiences and opportunities and abundance into your life. There's nothing that will cure your fear faster than taking action. Action is the antidote to fear. If you're a person who's looking to have more purpose in your life, if you're saying to yourself, I don't want to just go to work, I want to do my life's work, this is the show. This is the show, don't keep your day job. How do you figure out how to take your passion and turn it into a profit? Life is too short not to wake up every day excited. You've got something that you've got to share with the world. I'm positive. That's why you're here. The show will not just give you inspiration, but some real life tools that you can start to take some real action week after week so that you can not just go to work and build someone else's dream. You can do the thing that you've always truly wanted to do. Make yourself the happiest version of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so happy that you're here. 2018, this is going to be your year. Thanks to Slack for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Slack is a collaboration hub for work that makes sure the right people in your team are always in the loop and key information is always at their fingertips. Learn more at slack.com. Thanks to Weebly for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Weebly is more than a beautiful website builder. It's an all-in-one platform for artists and entrepreneurs who want to sell their products, build their brand, and create successful online businesses. Go to weebly.com slash dreamjob to get 15% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know you have a million choices of what to do with your time. It means the world to me that you're here. I can't wait to introduce you to our guest today. Truly, she is so incredible. Um, I'm going to tell you about her in just one second. Before I get started, those of you who follow me on Instagram and Facebook, you may have seen me posting something that says like, hey, do you want to start a podcast? And some of you might be thinking, gosh, uh, wouldn't having a podcast be so much fun? And then maybe you've done some Google research on like how to start a podcast. And then you're like, um, there's just a lot of information here. And then it gets really overwhelming. And then uh, maybe you don't get started. Well, you're in luck because I'm launching a course this summer all about how to start your own podcast. Everybody can podcast. It's really, really true. Um, I'm going to show you the step-by-step nitty-gritty details of what you need to do to start your very own podcast. And it's going to be super fun. I really do believe that everybody has something to say in this world. So whether you start a podcast or you're just speaking to your neighbor or you're writing a blog or you're designing your own sweatshirts or candles or making your own cake pops, I hope that you continue to know that no one will ever do your work in this world. So you're not competing against anyone else. Like you're in your own lane, which is why there'll always be room for you. So if you're interested, you can go to everybodycanpodcast.com or go to the show notes on iTunes or you can find the link on our website. Don't keep your dayjob.com. And this link will give you a download, which is a great cheat sheet. It's like a PDF filled with goodies on what you need to start a podcast. And also it'll let you know um, when a free masterclass is going to be that I'm doing, which is going to be in June. And also it'll give you all the details when this course is going to come out. It's going to be so much fun. Okay. Before we get into this super amazing interview, let's just say thanks to one of our sponsors. Thanks to Slack for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Slack is a collaboration hub for whatever work you do. With Slack, the right people in your team are kept in the loop and the information they need is always at their fingertips. Teamwork on Slack happens in channels, letting you organize conversations and information around projects, offices, and teams. And because everything you need to work is in one place, it's faster and easier to get things done. With Slack, your team is better connected. Find out more at slack.com. I use Slack literally every single day with my team. It is so easy because everything is organized with different threads based on different conversations. So I don't have to go searching through emails to find out like, what was the answer to that one question I asked about that one particular thing we're doing with mobile apps for iOS and Android 
that syncs seamlessly, you can always pick up where you left off no matter where you are. Slack, where work happens. Learn more at slack.com. That's slack.com. Okay, today's guest is like out of this world amazing. Um, her name is Ruth Sukup. She's a blogger, a seven-figure entrepreneur, a best-selling author, and she recently started her own podcast, which is called Do It Scared. She's the creator of the highly popular blogs Living Well, Spending Less, and Elite Blog Academy, which offers a ton of resources on how to start a successful blog. Her story is unbelievable. She started without a clue about blogging, yet she was able to cultivate a huge following, launch multiple courses, build a massive income and find work that truly gives her a sense of purpose. Not only that, but Ruth has been through a lot. And we do get into some really unfortunate details of her past that involves things like attempting suicide and sexual abuse. So I just wanted to let you know that in case this might be a sensitive topic. It's definitely painful to hear about it, but I think it's an important discussion to have. You know, this month of May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and it was something that I wanted to do. And you know what? I didn't even know when I had emailed Ruth about being on the show that this would be part of her story, but we decided to um, move this episode up and put it here today because she is so brave and I think it is so incredibly courageous for her to tell her truth the way she does. And whether you've, you've suffered from depression or anxiety or any number of things, it's, it's really beautiful to hear her talk about it. And I think that we need more and more for people to feel that they could just say what's real. And I don't think that people should have shame around what's going on. And I think that every single person is going through a battle or has been through a battle that nobody knows about. And there's no reason to suffer in silence. And we can really be there for each other. And I think that we can turn the world around just by us having the strength to tell our own truth, as scary as it is. I think that that vulnerability really is so powerful. I think that what we can do is take social media and actually find so much more depth and connection and and use this incredible resource of having people there at the click of a button to really be able to turn things around and support one another. And that would be such a beautiful thing. So I'm so impressed that Ruth um, has the ability to just be so honest. I think she is lighting the way for so many other people and I applaud her and I know you're going to find her inspiring and authentic and just absolutely lovable. So now please welcome the wonderful, incredible Ruth Sukup. Ruth, I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you for taking the time to be here. Thank you so much for having me on the show. This is exciting. I just, I love your story. I love your new podcast. I love what you've been speaking about for years. I think that you are so brave and your story is helping so many people just to feel that they have the permission to not have shame in their life and be who they are and there's so many amazing ripple effects of the work you're doing. So oh, thank, thank you. you. Wow. Thank you. So since not everybody knows your story, which <laughs> I'm sure most people do by now um, because you've really had so much success, but why don't we just kind of like walk people through like a little bit about your story and what was the first thing that sort of put you on the map in terms of breakthroughs in your own life? Oh man, so many breakthroughs. So, well, a little background to my story is um, that when I was in college, um, way back when in the day, I'm 40 <laughs> now, so I feel like that was forever ago. But mm -hmm. when I was in college, um, I went through a really bad depression. My last semester of my senior year, I was two months away from graduating, was supposed to graduate with honors and do all these amazing things in my life. And I just got completely depressed. I totally jumped off the deep end. Like I don't do anything half halfway. So if I was going to go crazy, I was going to uh, go all the way crazy. Right, and right, I totally went commit. Oh my all gosh. the way crazy. Yes. It was full on commitment and ended up uh, attempting suicide and um, oh, no. was involuntarily committed into a psychiatric hospital. It was, do you remember the movie Girl Interrupted? This totally dates me also now, but that was Girl oh, Interrupted, God. I think came out somewhere around the same time as all of this was happening. So it was all very girl interrupted. Yeah. So I was, I was involuntarily committed and I ended up spending the next two and a half years in and out of psychiatric hospitals, just oh my God. lots of self-destructive behavior. I um, had four more suicide attempts. The worst one ended me in a coma on life support with a 10% chance oh my God. of waking up. And yeah, I can't it was believe the things that are coming out of your mouth. I cannot. 
I can't believe how brave you are to even just say all of that. I'm just <sighs> floored you. by everything you just said. Thank okay, you. Take a deep breath. It's, oh my yeah, God. and I for, sometimes I I'm so used to talking about it now that sometimes I forget that it's very heavy and it's a lot for people to take in. Um, so I apologize for that. No, I don't mean I think to it's be. Incredibly... I don't mean to be flippant about it at all. Obviously, it was a like it's a huge part of my life and sort and my story. But I do feel now that I didn't die then because I was meant to do what I'm doing now. You know, like by all accounts, I should have died. Um, my heart stopped. I was dead. My par- my family was told to come and say goodbye, that there was no way I was ever oh going to wake God. up. And um, and I did. And I was fine. And so I always have this sense that I I am here for a purpose, that there was something out there that was for me. But I didn't know. It took a long, long time for me to figure out. But I love sharing that with people because I understand depression, having gone through it in such an intense way. But I also know like that when I was depressed, that I never saw anybody get better. I remember the doctor saying, this is not the end for you. You're only 21 years old. There's something more out there for you. And I'd say, why should I believe that? There's nothing out there for me. Nobody ever comes back. You show me one person who has gone through a depression like this and come out the other side. You can't show me one person. And they couldn't show. That was what was really sad is that they that couldn't so sad. show me one person. And now I get to be that person who other people can point to and say, if she can come back from that, then I can too. Because it is possible. There is hope. And I always say that to people too. Like, just let me hold the hope for you. Even if Mm. you are in such a dark place that you can't see the light right now, just let me hold, hold the faith that there is a light there, even if you can't see it. Unbelievable. Okay. Wow. I don't know if I've ever talked to anybody who's as brave. I love my job. I love that I'm getting to sit in your presence right now and listen to you tell your story. Like it's an incredible honor. I can't even contain it in my brain, honestly. Well, thank you. I I honestly don't feel like it was really courageous going through it. I think that that was that was me not being courageous it was me giving up on life and on doing hard things i just didn't want to fight anymore what was going on i want to know what was it that was leading you to that place why well, did it there start was a lot of things um most the biggest thing for me was that um i was i was sexually abused when i was a kid and <sighs> um had repressed a lot of those memories of being being abused my parents traveled a lot and there was a, a babysitter who would stay with us and her husband would stay with us when my parents oh my would travel and so he um he had abused me for several years I think four four years but he would always tell me you know like you can't tell and all of those things all the things that bad people say oh that you God, hear about and um and I guess I'm very good at putting things in a box and so I put that in a box and then when I was in college he, um that person he died and that kind of I think that was sort of the the main catalyst for I started having all these nightmares and I couldn't really like place why it was happening I couldn't I just started remembering in bits and pieces and right at the same time I was a senior in college I was taking all these honors classes I was married very unhappily um I had married young to the wrong person and I knew it was the wrong person. And so there was just a lot of different stuff going on. And then I started having all of these flashbacks and didn't know what to do with it, like could not handle it. And I stopped sleeping. I stopped eating. I lost all this weight. I started dressing in all black. I basically looked like a, a corpse. And I happened to be taking, I think I was taking a lot of theology and philosophy at the same time, which is probably a bad combination when you're depressed. And Mm. I came to this like very, what I thought was intellectual decision (laughs) at the time, um, that, that there was no God and life had no meaning. And that in the, because I grew up with religion that in the absence of God, it felt like there was nothing left. And so I should just kill myself. And so then I started making this plan to, to kill myself. And then that was sort of derailed by a very caring professor who, um, actually a couple of professors who, who knew something was wrong and helped help me out or called the police or something. It was, it's all a little fuzzy that part, but yeah. So that was sort of what led up to all of the depression. And then it was 
about two and a half years of just downward spiral before it finally, uh, before I finally hit rock bottom and then I had no place else to go but up. <laughs> it, it, it makes complete sense. And you and I are not sitting in the same room right now, but I have uh, tears streaming down my face. I just have so much empathy and I'm so sorry. Like I just, I just hate that you had to live through that. And I hate that so many people have had to live through that. It really like physically hurts to think about it. Um, so how then mm-hmm. did you come out two out years later? <laughs> yeah. What, what was the turning point? Um, it was interesting because I really didn't have anything left. You know, people, when you're depressed, they can be understanding to a point and then they kind of get sick of it. And depressed people are not fun people to be around. Like I don't really blame anybody for abandoning me at that point because I was mm. not, I didn't even want to be around myself. So I don't, I couldn't really blame anyone else for not wanting to be. So I got divorced and um, I had been, you know, in and out of these different hospitals. And finally, you know, I was very treatment resistant. They tried all these different medications. Nothing worked. They finally tried electroshock therapy on me, which most people don't know that they still do. And they do it very rarely as a last resort for people that are really bad. Um, and so I had this electroshock therapy and they finally stopped doing that and just said, there's nothing else we can do. And they sent me, oh they my God. discharged me from the hospital and, and basically sent me home to die. Um, but except I didn't even have a home at that point. I, I went and to live with my dad and he, not because he wanted me. I literally had nowhere else to go and he didn't really know what to do with me either. And, and for several months at my dad's <sighs> house, I would just lay in bed and do nothing. Um, and then finally he could, could not take it anymore. And I think now that I'm a parent, I have a different different sort of like understanding of how that must have been for him to watch your daughter be in so much pain and literally not be able to do anything. I can't even. No, it's, it's beyond. I can't even get it. And so he finally said, you know, he's, he's very much a man of action, my dad. And he finally said, you know, you need to go, if you're going to stay here, you need to go to the gym three times a week. That's, I'm going to insist that you go. And so literally that was all I did for months was get myself out of bed long enough to go exercise for half an hour, three times a week. But slowly, slowly it started like whatever fog I had been living under, it started to kind of dissipate just a little, not a ton, but just enough for me to go, okay, I need to do something. And so then the next thing I did was I called a therapist Um, I don't even know how I found her. I think in the phone book, that's when they still had phone books and said, I have just spent the last two and a half years of my life talking about every bad thing that has ever happened to me. I've had every kind of therapy that's out there and I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to talk about the bad things that have happened to me. It's not helping. It's not working. It doesn't matter. I don't even know how to get out of bed or to live. I've lost all Mm. my friends. Like I just need help having a life now. And so I started seeing her three times a week and we did not talk about all the bad stuff. We just literally talked about like how to cope with life, like in the moment, day to day, here's how to go to the grocery store. Here's how to put one foot in front of the other. And that started to help. I started eating healthier. I started, went vegan for a while, began exercising more and more. And that helped a lot. And it's just kind of slow. I slowly started to get better by taking care of myself. I was, was off of all medication. And then my dad, in like a move that I will forever be grateful for, he gave me a job um, working for his company and um, I got an apartment. He helped me to get an apartment and I got a dog and started, you know, going for walks every day with my dog and just slowly figured out how to live again. And there was never like one moment. It just sort of slowly, it took about six months, I think, for those clouds to finally start lifting where I felt like, oh, this is what being a normal person is. 
so I got a job and then and was doing well in my job and then decided to go back to college and finish my degree and get those final credits and apply to and then I and then of course because I don't do anything halfway I couldn't just go to law school I I needed to also go to business school at the same time and so I started oh studying for yep. for the dual degree test that you have to take and got accepted to the dual degree program at um, Washington University in St. Louis That's a great school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a great school. And when I went to law school, I discovered that I was not as type A as all of these other people wow. in the law school. I thought I was type A until I went to law school. And then right, I realized right, right. I do not like rules. And law school is nothing but rules. Yep. And it is nothing like Legally Blonde. Let me just tell you. Nothing. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, it's, you're not, it's not all about how cute your <laughs> pantsuit is. Um, no. Nope. Yeah. So what happens? So uh, my uh, my husband, who was not my husband at the time, my now husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, he actually, we met two months before I was going to move to St. Louis to go to law school. And he ended up moving with me. He was the one. I would have never quit. And I probably would have driven myself crazy again. But he was the one who said, you know what? It's okay to quit. And I will not hate you. And you don't have to do this. And and it's okay. And so I did. I dropped out. And um, we ended up having to stay to sell our house for a few months. Like we had to finish fixing it up. And then we sold it. But then we mm-hmm. went to Florida. And for several years, I had no idea what I was doing with my life. Um, and, and we ended up having, getting married and having a couple of kids. And, um, then when my kids were, um, one and three, I was a stay at home mom at that point. And I was going a little bit crazy at home mm-hmm. because I, I liked to work and, um, had worked, you know, different jobs and had successful business careers in between all these crazy things. And it was just like, kind of going crazy. And so I would go to Target every day um, because that was my way of getting out of the house. And And what would happen is, you know, you can't go to Target and not like fill your cart with random stuff. And so I come home with random stuff every day. And my husband was getting so bad because he hated his job so much. And he saw every dollar I spent as like one more hour that he had to spend at work. Mm. And so we started fighting a lot about money and my spending. And we finally got into this one big fight one day. And it was like one of those make it or break it moments in your marriage. And he's like, you need to find something that isn't going to Target and you need to stop spending money and I'm going to put you on a budget. And if you want to spend it all on socks, you can spend it on socks. I don't know why he thought I bought a lot of socks, but um, (laughs) he's like, when it's gone, it's gone. And that's it. That's all you get. So I needed something to do that wasn't going to Target. And so I decided to start a blog called Living Well and Spending Less about trying to live well on a budget. (laughs) And that was how it started. And I had no idea what I was doing. I had never done blogging before. I was not even good at saving money. And I was learning how to use coupons. So I would write about using coupons. And because I figured my philosophy was that if I spent less money on food, I would have more money for shoes. If I was going to have to be on a budget, I was going to spend less on the things I needed. So there was more for the things I wanted. Right, right. And so as it turns out, there were like, it was a topic that a lot of people were interested in, especially at that time. So my, my traffic started to grow, but I also kind of, it was almost like it opened up this whole world to me that I never knew existed before this online world and, and of blogs and bloggers. And there was this whole community there and it was pretty cool. Cause I had been feeling pretty isolated. And also I realized that there were people making money doing this. I was like, what, mm, what do you mean? Right. I can What's make money. Yeah. yeah. And so I went to my husband, I think about four weeks maybe after I had started my blog and I was in, like, remember, I don't do anything halfway. So oh, <laughs> I was like, I'm so into a recurring this. Theme. Yep. <laughs> yes. And, uh, said, honey, I know what I'm going to do. I am going to make enough money blogging so that you can quit your job. And he hated his job. And he looked at me and he said, honey, that is the stupidest thing that you have ever said. You cannot make money on a blog. 
famous last words, his eternal penance is that he has to hear me tell that story over and over and over uh-huh. again. Yep. <laughs> because it took, um, it took about two and a half years, but I poured myself into it, learned everything I could, made tons of mistakes along the way. But um, within two and a half years, I was making just enough money that it made sense for my husband to quit his job. And he Whoa. did. And that was in 2013. And the next month after he quit his job, I think the, the universe rewarded us. Um, my income tripled the next month. Whoa. And we've never looked back since. So it's been pretty amazing. Unbelievable. I love it. Unbelievable. (laughs) It's incredible. Okay. I'm like speechless right now and I can't wait to get back to more of this conversation. But first, let's take a quick ad break. Thanks to Weebly for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Weebly is the easiest way to create an incredible looking website. Its e-commerce platform has the tools you need to sell products, create marketing campaigns, tell your brand story, and more. And because Weebly's mission is to help turn people's great ideas into successful online businesses, they've built an incredible support team. No scripts, no robots, just a friendly human who can help you do what needs doing. So if you've got a product or idea you want to share with the world, check out Weebly. Have your online store up and running in a matter of hours. And because you listen to this podcast, you can visit weebly.com slash dream job and get 15% off your first purchase. That's weebly.com slash dream job. So what was it that you were doing as your income was tripling? What were you doing? What were you putting out there? Were you, what were you creating? I know you wrote a New York Times bestselling book and you have so many resources you offer. Tell us about those things that you started to create and what started to resonate and what started to work and what the results were. Yeah. Well, that's such a good question. So in the beginning, I was making money the way, you know, the way the kind of the traditional way that we think about making money on a blog there with through ad network revenue. Right. And I think I did some sponsored posts and stuff. You yeah. Know, worked with the brands a little bit. Mm-hmm. But my income was mostly dependent on getting lots of page views. And it was working. I was It was a popular topic, living while spending less. And I got lots of page views. And that was when Pinterest had just come out. And right. so um, I was pinning like a mad woman and getting lots of traffic through Pinterest. And, and that was working. And so then I – and I have always really liked to write. And so right around that time – Um, I was also thinking about writing a book and I think I'd gotten a literary agent and she was in the process of pitching my book to publishers. And, Mm -hmm. but I had all these friends who were asking what I had done to make enough money through my blog that my husband could quit his job. Cause I was, you know, I was, I was doing well. And so I had all these blogger, blogger friends that had started at the same time and they weren't making nearly what I was making. And I also had a lot of readers at the same time who were writing to say, like, how do you start a blog? I want to do what you're doing. And so I was like, well, I don't really talk about blogging on my blog, but I guess I can write a book about it. So I just like sat down and wrote this book called How to Blog for Profit Without Selling Your Soul. And I literally did not think that that would go anywhere. Like I, my audience wasn't interested in blogging and I, you know, I had a few friends that might read it, but that was about it. And I put it out there and it went to number two on Amazon the day that it came out. (laughs) It was crazy. I mean, I had no idea that it was that, like that there were that many people that were interested in it. And so I thought that was going to be the end, but it was just the beginning because all of a sudden people had even more questions for me. And I got Mm. all these people who said, well, can I, can I hire you? Can I like talk with you for an hour? Will you do consulting? So I was like, I guess I can. I mean, I was just at this point throwing spaghetti against the wall to see what was going to stick. I had no business plan, no nothing. I was just, you know, making it up every step of the way. And so I, you know, started doing some consulting, but what I noticed really quickly was that while I loved um, coaching and helping people with their blogs, I don't like being asked the same questions over and over again. And um, I also, like, it's very time-consuming to do one-on-one consulting. And I didn't feel at that time that I could charge a ton, so it wasn't like I was making, you know, $1,000 an hour or something. Yeah. But what I realized was that everybody had the same questions over and over again. And the biggest question that I was getting was – there's so much information out there about blogging that I'm I'm just overwhelmed. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do first. Can you just tell me what to do step in what order? Like just tell me step by step how to make money from my blog. 
And my brain sort of works in a very like step-by-step logical way. And that's, I think, why people, so many people wanted to read my coupon tutorials because it was this very confusing topic. And you can break it down. I made it very simple. Like, here's what you do first, then you do this, then you do this. And so I was like, well, I actually can do that. So I ended up starting or founding a course in 2014 that was called Elite Blog Academy. And again, I was just... (laughs) I love you. You're so... Awesome. You're just like, I can see why you created this podcast, which we're going to get to, too. And I'm amazed. Okay, so tell us about the course and how did that do? Elite Blog Academy was amazing. So I was just blown away. Like, I remember like that was and that was a big deal. So I kind of after I wrote How to Blog for Profit and it did so well, all of a sudden I was like, wow, like books are kind of a big deal. You can make way more money doing books and products than you can just like from ad network revenue, like dollar for dollar audience for audience, the money is better in products. And so that was kind of my first like big light bulb moment for my business, like as far as like creating a business, a solid business plan. So I decided, you know, it's really, really good to create products that people are actually asking you for. So I learned that without a blog for profit, people were asking for it. As it turns out, it was a big hit. So Elite Blog Academy, same thing. People were asking for it. I create this thing. But it was also this big, biggest risk that I had ever taken. I had to pay for, you know, a video person, which to create this course Mm -hmm. and for somebody to build the website for me. So I think I ended up spent, you know, spending... Twenty-five or thirty thousand dollars on all of that stuff, and which at the time felt like so much money. It was so scary. It was such a big risk. Yeah, Yeah, it was a lot. And so I remember thinking, well, if I can just the course was gonna. It started out, I think, at two hundred ninety-nine dollars. So I was thinking, if I could just sell a hundred, you'll make it back. Yeah, my investment, then I won't feel like it's a total failure. So I opened it up, had no idea what I was doing oh, as far as like launching it or anything like that. And um, I think the first first go around, we had 600 people sign up. And um, then, you know, we only open Elite Blog Academy once a year. And so next year we had even more people, I think 800. And every year it's been more and more. I think we just opened up the doors this year in the, at the beginning of March and we had 2200 this year. Wow. And of course the it's a lot more than $299 now. So um but it's yeah, it's been amazing but it really the, the I think we have over 8000 students from since 2014 and the success stories that we have had in that time in the last five years have just been amazing. We've got oh so many So just students just to do the math for people. To You've, you've made seven figures from that course. Oh, yes. Yes. Many times over. Oh my Many God, times hello. Over. <laughs> Amazing. And, and it's not even hundreds of thousands of humans. It's just like a little tribe. No. It is. And it's amazing. And what I tell people is that I even have a product called the Product Launch Playbook, funnily enough. And I teach people how to launch a product. But what is so important is to create products that people are asking you for. And I have found whenever I do that, whenever I create the thing that like when I'm getting questions a lot or, you know, people are asking about something or something is clearly resonating with my audience, that's where I create a product where I can go deeper and Mm. give more knowledge. And those ones are always the things that are that are the hit that take off. It's when I try to like impose what I think people need on on them that that completely flops. <laughs> so just create what people are already asking you for and sell that. And truly, this is what I tell people too is that we're afraid to sell things because we think, "Oh, well, I should just be giving this away. I should just be giving this away for free." Or isn't it right? Like, oh my god, of right. Me to sell right. This? And that's so not true. And what I learned with Elite Blog Academy, you know, when I started, it was only $299 and I was undervaluing it so much because here's a course that can literally change your life. Oh my it teaches you step by step yes. everything that you need to do to create a successful, profitable blogging business. And we have, I mean, and we have thousands of testimonials to, to prove, to back that up and to show that if you do the work, it works. And what I have found is that I have raised the price every single year. 
And that every time I raise the price, people are more invested Mm. and they take it more seriously, which means that they get better results. By charging too little, you're actually doing people a disservice because it's work. Like, make no bones about it. I don't tell you, like, here's Elite Blog Academy. It's a magic cure and you don't have to do anything. Like, you have to work your butt off. It works if you do the work. Mm -hmm. And so people aren't willing to do the work if they haven't invested. And so if you want to really serve your audience and they and you know that they need to do something hard, make sure that they're invested enough to do the hard work. And that's when like the magic happens. That is, I can't even, I, this is so cool. Um, <laughs> what would you say to somebody though, who says this? Cause I get this question from our audience all the time. That sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I think about pressing publish on my course or my blog or putting up my shingle for my bakery, I just feel like my course isn't good enough or smart enough, or my things don't taste good enough. Or I just feel like I'm an imposter. Like, how do you help? Because other people had blogging courses and other people have courses on anything and other people have. Always. But there's only one you. And that's where I say, I mean, that's where my motto comes in. Do it scared. And there's nothing that will cure your fear faster than taking action. Action is the antidote to fear. Like nothing you do is going to be perfect. That's actually the beauty of online businesses. It doesn't have to be perfect. Call it a beta launch and launch it and call yeah. it a beta launch and then people expect it to right. be imperfect. I mean, my first version, because we're on EBA 3.0 and next year we will launch EBA 4.0. Mm-hmm. But EBA 1.0, let me tell you, that was a sad looking uh. course. I <laughs> thought I spent a lot, but what I like, my video production was truly like bottom of the barrel. I had never done video or talked on a teleprompter before. So I was awkward. The colors were bad. The graphics were bad. Like everything was bad about it, except the content was solid. It was right, good stuff. Right. And people got good results from that, even with all the imperfections. And we launched that version, I think two more times before I revised mm-hmm. it and before I invested the money to completely redo all the videos. And now we'll redo everything again for the third time. But it doesn't have to be this amazing thing the first time. It just has to serve people. Stop thinking about like how you're going to be perceived, but how what you have to offer could change somebody's life. It changes everything. Mm -hmm. When you make it about somebody else and not about you, that's where you can stop feeling self-conscious about it and just start serving. Amazing response. And you say it with so much conviction and especially having heard your story, this sinks in because it's like, if she's saying this, She's legit. <laughs> like she is legit. If a screw up like me can, can make that's it, that's exactly so how I meant it. No, if a person, no, because you're I so actually honest. mean that. I say that all the time, and I truly, and I tell people this too about like my blog is called Living While Spending Less. My team makes so much fun of me because they're like, living well, spending less. You spend more than than we've ever seen before. Like, I am not good at saving money. I started my blog because I wasn't good at saving money. I feel like I am a bitter disappointment on a daily basis. I love you. I love you. But if someone like me can start a blog and make a million dollars on a blog called Living While Spending Less, then you can literally write about anything as long as you are authentic and real and willing to put Sing yourself it, out sister. there and help people. Preach. This is <laughs> so inspiring. Oh my goodness. Just a question because I feel like people are asking me all the time about starting online courses. When you're creating your course, do you also have a component where you're going live for your students or is it only the videos? Um, it's both. The part that I go live is not related to any sort of portion of the course, but just basically a general Q&A mm-hmm. session that I will do in the Facebook group. And I try to do that on a weekly basis, just hop into our Facebook group and, and do a Q&A and just connect with people. You, and most of the time, honestly, people just want to be reassured that they're yeah. doing the right thing and that they need to be reassured that they just need to keep going and that if they follow the steps, they will see results and that it's supposed to be hard and all and all of those things. But yeah, most of the content is is recorded on videos and in a, a password protected membership awesome. site and then people can go through it at, at their, their own, own pace. pace and do you have multiple courses running now besides that one are there other things that you're teaching so elite blog academy is the main course that's sort of our foundational course and then for bloggers i 
I have several other products. I have a small course that's a productivity course called the Productivity Guide for Bloggers. It's very quick, easy, short videos that show you how to manage your time better. And I have the Product Launch Playbook, which is not a course. It's a huge playbook of exactly what to do to launch a product. That is awesome. Sample launch plans and it includes actually like a plug and play launch plan that you just basically have to insert your copy into that. I give, I give you all the emails that you need to write and the whole, the whole plan, everything, like every step of the way, even the scripts for your videos. Amazing. Yeah. So that one people really, really like. And then I have a new course that's again, a smaller course hasn't actually launched yet, but it's called irresistible email and it's all about oh, I love um, how to create or focus on your email list and create authentic relationships with your email Oh my goodness, that is so needed. That's going to do so yes. amazing. Thank oh my you. gosh. Okay, a few things. Does your husband now work for you? My husband does not work for me. Okay. Technically, he is involved in the business to the extent that he is our board of directors president. And okay. he, which basically means, I mean, the board of directors is me and him. And so that <laughs> basically means like we, you know, sometimes when we go out for dinner, we can write it off <laughs> because oh, we're talking God, about the business. Thing. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't, he's, he actually has no desire to be involved in the business. And I, of course, bounce things off him all the time. And he is, no one is more honest, brutally so than my husband. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but it's, yeah, he stays home with our, with our kids. He is the best dad. He does all the laundry. He does all the grocery Stop shopping. Stop it. Really? He, does, he takes our kids to dance. He learns their dance routines. Oh I mean, my he God. That is, is the cutest. He is Mr. Mom for sure. He loves it. Wow. I could not do what I have done with my business if he wasn't the one behind the scenes just supporting. I mean, I I look at so many moms who are looking like seeing what I do and wanting to build a business and and feeling frustrated because they're also, you know, their husband's work or they're feeling like they can't do it all or juggle it all or they're they're not giving all to their kids. And I I understand that so much because while I was building my business, I was a stay-at-home mom and trying mm -hmm. to do all those things. And it was hard. It was hard. And that's why like when I said my husband came home and my income tripled the next month, that is not a joke. It was all of a sudden I was able to give 100% of my energy to my business instead of trying to split it. And it made all the difference oh in the gosh. world. Unbelievable. I'm going to have my husband listen to this episode because <laughs> I'm like, Hi. There you go. <laughs> uh, while you're still, I mean, he's, he's extremely supportive and we're both really different, which I think is in a way why I've also been able to be successful, but it's mm -hmm. amazing how you've just laid that out. Okay. So here's the question. You're already so successful and you already have so much on your plate. Why then mm -hmm. also create a podcast? Like everything's That's good. Such a good question. So I get this question all the time from my Elite Blog Academy students because obviously I still have Living While Spending Less, that blog, and I have an email, you know, an email list. I do an email newsletter every week. My email list is pretty large. And then I have Elite Blog Academy, which all of those things on their own are full-time things. And then I have a planner uh, called the Living Well Planner that we manufacture and sell. So that's a huge thing. Any of those things on their own would be plenty for one person to handle. And so people see that and they go, well, shouldn't I have two really good ideas? I think I should do blogs on two different things. And I always say, no, 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 just focus on one thing. And my biggest reason why I say that, even though I'm not currently living that, is that I started with one blog and then I went through a phase when it was just me where I thought I have all these other ideas. I should do four things. And I tried it for a while. It was exhausting. And also I was dividing my attention so much that I couldn't be successful at any of them. Right. But when I went back to just living while spending less, that's when it took off for me. Mm. And everything else that has happened since then has happened with support. So I have, you know, my team has continued to grow over the past few years, but now I'm to the point where I have I believe 14 people on my team full time. Oh my so God, Ruth, you're is, unbelievable. <laughs> it is not me by myself. And that is, I think that's the most important thing for people to realize. Like I can do what I do 
uh, because just like because I have my husband at home taking care of everything at home, I also have a full support team here doing all of the behind the scenes things that allows me to focus on what I really love, which is creating content and talking to people and focusing on my students and it being the face of my company. Those are literally the only, really the only two things that I do in my company at this point. Amazing. Let's talk about this for one second before we go into the podcast more. What are the types of positions that you feel like are great to have on a team? So I I would start really slowly and organically. Like you don't need a full-time person for a really long time in your business. Mm-hmm. And the way that it worked for me is the first person I ever hired who actually still works for me and is amazing I hired her to help me with tech stuff because I'm really bad at tech stuff. And I know that that is a hang up for so many people that of course. with online companies, like I don't, I don't know how to do all this stuff. Like you don't have to know how to right. do everything. Right. You just have to know how to hire somebody who can help you. And she, I mean, she did not work for me full time until this year. She's always helped out along and she's been a contractor and helped out along the way. So that was helpful. So hire, hire people to help do the things that are holding you back um, would be the first thing that I would hire. Like if there's something that you're just really bad at and that's preventing mm. you from moving forward, yeah. then find find the right person. So it might be a graphics person. You know, if you're if graphics are not your thing, and believe me, it's not most people's thing. Like people are either really visual or really not <laughs> visual. And if you don't know, then you're not. <laughs> like let me just tell you. Um, so hire somebody to help you like create really good graphics or or do something like that or design your website. But those people are not full-time employees. You can hire contractors to do partial things. You should probably hire somebody to help you with books. But again, that's not full-time. There's even great online companies like Bench um, that will do can do your books for a really reasonable rate. Nice. And then um, there's companies that are like task-based assisting. Have you heard of that? Some Like Get Leverage and Fancy Hands. Um, com- these companies now that you can sign up for an account and just ask for a task to be done. Awesome. And you don't actually have to go through the pain of hiring anyone or managing employees. Amazing. But if you do get to the point where you want to hire like actual people on your team. So my first real hire, like full-time at hire was, was an assistant and she had her own blog Mm -hmm. and she was local to me. And I hired her to just basically be another version of me. So she already knew how to do all of those different things. And I hired, you know, she helped started helping with email and she started helping me with all sorts of just random tasks. And that really helped. And then it's sort of grew from there. She ended up training my next assistant that like having somebody to help you do basically the next hire is to figure out how to systematize things in your business and do them like create a set up a system for them and then pass them off and delegate so that you can be focusing on the next thing. That makes sense. I feel like that's where I'm sort of at just on a much larger scale. And I now have um, a COO in my company, a chief operating officer who manages all the people. That's a really big deal too, because managing people is a huge can be a huge time suck. So having her is invaluable for me because that is what frees me up to not get, I don't have to get sucked into meetings and to answering questions all the time. I can just literally focus on content, which is how I have the bandwidth to start a new podcast (laughs) because I love to create and I've had so much fun with and all of those things that you're creating with content just keep driving your business because that's what content does yes so your podcast is called do it scared I love that um what does it mean to you do it scared and what is this podcast about so do it scared is a motto that I've personally used in my life for a long time for obvious reasons. We've gone over my whole story. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but when I started my company and started thinking about how, what kind of a company do I want to create? Who do I want to be as a boss? What do I want my company to look like? What do I want my employees to to believe in and value? And I started thinking about core values. The very first core value that I knew I would have to incorporate into our company was do it scared and have a culture of people who are willing to do it scared because I have always felt like I am making it up as I go along. I want my employees to also feel like they can just 
try things and not be afraid of making mistakes. And that's kind of the way that we operate. That's and so amazing. as I was would you know, I'm a writer and I write emails and things to my, to my list and I write blog posts. And so I started just every once in a while, I would mention do it scared in some sort of context. And every time I would talk about doing it scared, I would just get this huge response. And it didn't matter if it was my living while spending less readers or if it was my elite blog Academy audience. And, and what I really found too, and going back to having this like dichotomy of two different businesses and two different audiences between elite blog Academy and living while spending less, that's hard to juggle. And I've always struggled to juggle it because it feels like choosing between two kids, you know, like I love both so much, but I found like, here was this thing that they both had in common was this message of do it scared. And especially as I began at living while spending less, talking less about coupons and saving money and more about productivity and goal setting and all of those things. And I had always wanted to start a podcast. I've loved podcasts and I, but I never knew like, what should I do something for Elite Blog Academy or should I do something for Living While Spending Less? I want to do both and I can't. So I um, eventually just had this brainstorm like, oh my gosh, I need to do a Do It Scared podcast. Mm. That is my passion. That message is what is resonating for me. That's what's resonating for other people. It resonates with both these different audiences and can probably, you know, bring in a whole new set of people. And so that is sort of where it all came from. And it has been, let me tell you, like I could talk about that kind of stuff all day long, productivity and goal setting and just going after your dreams and creating a life you love because I think that that has taken me 20 years to get to the point where I can honestly say I love my life. And that doesn't, that's different than saying my life is perfect because it's not. I, you know, like I still fight with my husband. There's so many, there's so many things that go wrong on a daily basis. I woke up this morning super crabby. But that deep feeling of just knowing that I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing that we talked about at the very beginning. And that is something that I want to be able to share with with other people. Um, I don't think I can love you more. So every <laughs> every three sentences, I go, oh, my God, I love her more. Who is this Aww. person? You have the ability to like show up in your truth. And Aww. who does that? It's incredible. Uh, you guys have to listen to her podcast when did you start it? Only a few months ago, right? We just launched April 30th. So, so far, what's been one of your favorite um, nuggets that's come out of the podcast? Oh, gosh. I just love doing it. I don't know that I would, I could say one thing. I've loved the opportunity to talk to different people. So the way that I formatted the podcast is that Every other episode is a standalone episode where it's just me talking or teaching about a topic. So I think the first episode was about setting stretch goals and it's very practical. I'm nothing if not like super practical. Here's three steps on how to do this. Um, cause That's I, so I, helpful step by step instruction, but then the other episodes are just talking to people. So I, I interviewed Ryan Holiday, mm -hmm. um, and my friend Susie Moore for one of the episodes. And I just did an episode with Rosemarie Groner. I don't know if you know her. She's She was in my original class from EBA and she's gone on to be incredibly successful with her blog, which is so fun. And my next interview episode is with Abby Reich Rockenbow, who is also coincidentally an EBA student, but she was on The Biggest Loser. I don't know if you remember. Did you ever watch that show? Yeah. I, um, yeah, I've heard of her. Yes, she was the one who was on the show after her husband and two small children were tragically killed in a car accident. Unbelievable. And, oh, my um, God. Then she went on The Biggest Loser and just won over the, everyone's hearts. And she's so inspiring. I mean, like nothing I have been through in my life compares to that sort of pain or and suffering. And just to see, listen to her story and, and how she's overcome mm, that. I mean, unbelievable. Ugh, it's amazing. So it's being able to just talk to people in that sort of authentic way. I love podcasts for that reason. They just give you a chance to go deep. There's no time limit. You can just really dive in. And it's been so fun. And I, from a business strategy point, standpoint, I can't say that 
I've got some grand master plan of, <laughs> I have no idea how I'm even, I'm not, I don't have advertisers on my podcast. I'm making zero dollars on it. It's been a net loss, but I just feel like this is where I need to yep. be right now. And my business has been largely grown on my gut and my gut tells me this is the right fit. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm still always going to feel that what I'm doing and why I'm here is for a larger purpose than just making money. Money has just been one of yeah. the really great side effects of that. Wow. You've overcome so much suffering and you've found so much more well-being in your life. What do you do in your own day-to-day -day now when you find yourself feeling sad or in a bad mood? How do you get unstuck? So I still try to exercise um, and at least go for a walk every day. And I have to tell you, like I hear, hear people talk about going to exercise every day and sometimes I roll my eyes because I hate exercise. So let me just give that caveat that <laughs> I don't do it because I love it so much and I'm a, you know, adrenaline junkie or whatever. I am so not at all. <laughs> I hate it so much, yeah. but I also know that I need to get some fresh air if, if I'm just going to go for a walk or listen to a podcast mm -hmm. or an audiobook while I'm walking. Yep. Um, that is really important. One other thing that I do, not every day, obviously, but one thing I've realized is that I am an introvert who spends a lot of time in an extrovert role. role. And and I like it. It's just becomes after a while becomes draining. Yeah. And my husband is an extrovert and my kids are extroverts. And so as soon as I get home from work, they're like, we want to engage with you. And um, so once about once a quarter, I take um, a personal retreat where I just go away for about three or four days, sometimes five days. And I'm by myself. I turn off my computer. I don't talk to anybody. I don't text. I don't do anything. And I just am quiet. <laughs> it's so nice. Oh, my God. You just, it's you, like the most restoring thing that I can do. <laughs> you just did it again. I was like, I can't love her anymore. What? I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> like the things that come out of your mouth. I'm like, that is the most revolutionary thing I've ever heard. You're so smart to make that time for yourself. I can't even, <laughs> but I want to, I want to respect your time. And I, I honestly, this is going so long because I'm like riveted. The last thing I want to ask you is taking this full circle so what now do you think is the answer? What's the antidote to depression? What is it? I don't know that it's right. It's the same for any one person. And I'm not anti-medicine. I know that that does help a lot of people. So I don't want to, I don't want to make that. But for me, getting out and getting exercise was very key. And to also start focusing on how to live instead of everything that's wrong. Sometimes it's just taking action. Just like action is the antidote to fear, I think action is also the antidote to depression. And just maybe start walking in some direction. Even if you don't see the light yet, just start going. Just start doing something. Do something different and then do something else different and see where that leads you. Amazing. Where can people find you? Oh, gosh, all over the place. But uh, the best place would be the Do It Scared podcast, which you can find at doitscared.com or on iTunes um, or wherever you listen. Unbelievable. Thank you for being you. Thank you for everything you shared. You should just continue to be blessed because you're you're a force of a lot of good. And it's beautiful Aww. to hear about your success. And it's very inspiring. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Well, wasn't she incredible? She's an amazing soul. Okay, so here are some takeaways. Number one, there is hope. Number two, create the products that people ask for. Look at what resonates with your audience and give them what they want. Number three, don't be afraid to sell. When you underprice your product or service, you are doing a disservice to your customers. Number four, action is the antidote to fear, so do it scared. Number five, your offer doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to serve someone. Number six, you don't have to know everything, but know how to hire the person who can help you. Number seven, systematize your business, teach it to someone else, and focus on what you really love to do. Number eight, take Take a personal retreat. Number nine, focus on how to live instead of everything that's wrong. Number 10, when you're stuck, just start walking somewhere. Even if you don't see the light, do something different and see where that leads you. I am so grateful that I get to do this. I feel so blessed that I get to talk to people like Ruth. She makes me feel empowered that any of us can take on the world. Um, it hurts me so much to know that children have to go through things like she went through. 
It hurts me that um, anybody has to go through that. And um, I'm so amazed at how she went from such a dark place to turning her life around and really having a successful life in every category. She has two beautiful daughters and she's got a great marriage. She has a great career. She has a team of 14 people who she loves working with, who look up to her and she's making a living doing stuff that she loves. And this to me is one of the most inspiring episodes. If a person can do this, who felt at one point like there was no purpose and like there was no point in moving forward, everybody can do this and the truth is like everybody's had days like that and so i'm so grateful to ruth that she gives all of us the permission not to have to hide those things and i think it only makes her more amazing i think it only makes her more successful um i don't think that it's anything to be ashamed of no matter what you're not alone You guys, you're amazing. Every day I have to like pinch myself because I can't believe that in my job I get to be with a community that's so loving and so supportive and so inspiring. And I love hearing how this podcast has inspired you. You can DM me on Instagram at kathy.heller or message us on Facebook or post in our Facebook group, whatever works for you. But I love hearing what's going on in your life. I love hearing the wins. I love being able to support you. If you're going through something you're struggling with, please reach out. And today I have an awesome listener win I want to share. So Emma messaged me on Instagram and she said... Kathy, this podcast is changing my life. I'm a 30-year-old architect who basically made it career-wise, climbing the corporate ladder with benefits, steady salary, etc. But recently, I've been feeling like I'm not totally fulfilled. I know I have much more to offer the world creatively. And one way I like to express that is through floral design, which I started to explore this past fall. It quickly filled all of my free time and it's all I could think about. Then out of nowhere, my local floral mentor who I've been freelancing for says she's moving away and wants to help me build a flower brand and transfer her business to me. At first, I was terrified terrified, but after so much listening to your podcast, I'm leaving my corporate architecture job to take her up on her offer. In August, I'll apprentice full-time as lead designer under my mentor's brand until I'm out on my own, under my own brand in January 2019. I'm terrified, but I know I'm capable of greatness, and I'm so hungry to do this and do it big, traveling, flowering, spreading the beauty and love. Thanks for being a cheerleader in the most amazing way and inspiring, Emma. Thank you so much, Emma. This means the world to me, and I'm so excited for you. If you guys want to see the gorgeous work she does, you can follow her at Emma Elizabeth underscore Steelcut. Her new brand, Rye Lane Flower Company, is in the works, and they're booking for 2019, so go check her out. You guys, I post every single day on Instagram and it had been so much fun to get to connect with so many of you there and see you showing up in my DMs and I respond to every DM. Come follow me on Instagram because I'm going to be doing an amazing giveaway. I'm going to be giving away a $500 gift card to Nordstrom and I want you guys to get in on it. So come follow me on Instagram and you'll see how to get in on that giveaway. But it's so fun to just build this community. And I love Instagram because for me, it seems like the best way for me to communicate with you guys. So that's one of the reasons that I'm so focused on Um, showing up there and building that following there. So just to give you extra motivation to come follow me on Instagram, come find me this week and you can enter for this giveaway. Find me at kathy.heller, C-A-T-H-Y dot H-E-L-L-E-R. Don't forget, if you guys are interested in getting a great cheat sheet on how to start a podcast, if you want more information on the free masterclass I'm giving or the full course I'm going to give on how you can create your own podcast and have that up and running by the new year, go to everybodycanpodcast.com or go to the show notes on iTunes and get some resources and be in the loop when all this stuff is coming out. If you love the show and you think that somebody else will be inspired by it, please share it. If there's been episodes in the past that you thought were really cool and you know somebody who really needs to hear it, please share the episodes with your friends. It makes such a difference. And if you really want to help us out, go ahead and leave us an iTunes review. It makes such an impact and we feel the love. Thank you so much. You guys are the best. I love you guys. I'm going to leave you with a song of mine. It's called Heart of a Hero and I've played it for you before, but I think it's actually something that goes perfectly with Ruth's story. And I think Ruth is a hero and I think that she deserves to be applauded for how gracefully she's navigated everything and how she's turned it all into something that is so inspiring. Thank you, Ruth, for being here today. Guys, have a great week. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com.
So 